Let's face it, life isn't always the party we thought it would be. So how do we find the joy when we need it? And what if it's up to us to create it? That's where the Party On podcast comes in. Our goal, to shine the proverbial disco light on all the things that can make our lives easier, healthier, and a heck of a lot more fun. So we can enjoy the party we were all invited to, live our best lives, and dance like no one's watching. Happy Tuesday, friends. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. I am so grateful for your patience and the lateness of this episode. I will always do my best to have an episode up for you guys every Monday morning, but life happens and life comes first, as I would tell each and every one of you, and as we all know. So yesterday was my niece's court adoption date, and we were over the moon to be there to celebrate it. Thank you guys so much for your words of encouragement and excitement and joy. And full disclosure, I had a podcast in the can ready to roll because I knew that I was going to be gone. But Sunday night rolled around and my heart just shifted. Something moved in me and I knew that as much as I loved the planned episode, there was something else I wanted and needed to talk about. And if there's anything I want this podcast to be, it's spirit-led. So I came home yesterday and re-recorded what was on my heart. And you might have guessed it, it has to do with the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's death, along with Gigi and everybody else who was on that helicopter. And no, this isn't going to be some party on podcast Kobe Bryant tribute. But we are going to talk about the very nature of tragedy. I think, like everyone else on Sunday, the shock of the news took a while to set in. Like, tragedy always does. Was I a massive Kobe Bryant fan? Not necessarily. But was I affected by this news? Of course. I am a deep feeler, y'all, which is a blessing and a total curse. So I needed some time to gather my thoughts before I spoke about it. And I think so often we rush straight to social media when a tragedy occurs. We don't take the time we need to check in with ourselves. How are we feeling? Is this a trigger? Are we okay? What do we need to do to take care of ourselves? That may not be something you ask yourself regularly, but in my opinion, you should. We all should. All I knew was my regularly scheduled podcast needed to come down, and I needed to speak on what I was seeing in the moment, and I needed to say what was on my heart. So here's the deal, friends. I touched on this briefly in my Instagram post on the Festive Farmhouse, but I want to comment on it a little more and open up the conversation. Grief is messy and hard. And particularly when we lose a public figure, it triggers us. Because not only did that person have an effect on our lives in some way, shape, or form, but it triggers our own personal grief. It reminds us of our own tragedies and our own lost loved ones. God made us to be connected beings, and grief is one of our most common threads. I once read an article about why losing public figures, especially musicians, affects us so emotionally. And I thought it was the most brilliant explanation. 
It said that because we generally identify an artist's music with a certain season in our lives, when they die, we feel like that portion of our life has died right alongside them. So it is with public figures that we attach to our dreams and ambitions. We are honoring the person, yes, but what we are really mourning is our own personal attachment to them, our own personal understanding of their success, our success, and what it all means in the end anyway. And that's truly what we fail to recognize. In each other's pain, we recognize our own. In the face of tragedy, we recall our own tragedies, and we grieve with each other and for each other because we all know pain very personally. And I think we would all do well to remember this, especially when it comes to our social behavior, online included. I saw so many people this weekend being chastised online for grieving someone they quote unquote didn't even know. But grief runs so much deeper, friends, and people are grieving so much more than this weekend's events. So be kind always. And remember that there is no right or wrong way to do grief. There is no roadmap or Cliff's Notes version. Never let anyone tell you who you should or shouldn't be grieving. And never let them tell you how. Give yourself the space to grieve however you may need and give that same space to those around you. Losing a public figure also triggers our deepest and darkest fears and anxieties sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad. It can inspire us to be grateful. It can inspire us to realize the many blessings in our life, but it can also make us hold on too tightly. It can make us cling uncomfortably because we suddenly lack faith and trust. Because celebrities seem so untouchable, right? Every time we lose one, it means we're forced to face life's fragility. If it can happen to them, it can happen to anyone, including us, including our children. Cue the overwhelming anxiety. Next, we resort to statements like, hug your loved ones tight and live each day like it's your last, which are all meaningful and important statements. But are they really helping us? Are they bringing us peace or contributing to fear? It's an important question to ask because if there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that God did not make us to live with a spirit of fear. Hugging your loved ones tight while a beautiful thing in case something happens tomorrow seems pretty darn fear-led to me. And so does living each day like it's your last. I don't know about you, but it makes me never want to leave my house for fear of what might happen if I'm living my day like it's my last. Instead, I think we should choose gratitude for the air that we breathe and the blessings in this moment. At least that's what helps me. We should be present in the day instead of worrying that tomorrow will be our last. One of my favorite quotes is that life should not only be lived, it should be celebrated. Because, hi, I'm an Enneagram 7 and host of the Party On podcast. But I love it because it doesn't come from a place of fear. It simply leads us to live the moment we are in, to live for the day, staying ever present and mindful of the moment at hand, 
which is the true path to living joyfully. There is beauty in tragedy, friends, whether we see it or not. And there is joy in the way it inspires us to live, not out of fear, but out of gratitude and out of love. 2 Timothy 17 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. So grieve, friends, because the only way out is through, speaking from personal experience. Never let anyone tell you how. And certainly don't let your grief be led by fear. Let it be led with power, love, and sound mind. I know this is a shorter episode than usual, guys, but it's exactly why I didn't choose a format for this podcast. Sometimes we'll share stories, sometimes just thoughts and ideas. Other times we'll have interviews and more, but always I want to have thought-provoking words to encourage us to live our best lives. And sometimes that means spur of the moment. Sometimes that means spirit-led. Sometimes that means short conversations to make us think and cherish the day. Thank y'all so much for listening and again for your patience. I'll be airing our regularly scheduled podcast next week where we'll be talking all about rest, the nature of rest, and the different kinds of rest. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I hope y'all have a great week. As always, you can go to thefestivefarmhouse.com for more information on this podcast. Thank y'all so much for the wonderful ratings and reviews. Again, it is how people hear our podcast. So if you feel so inclined, log on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating there. Y'all have a fantastic week. Find some way to party because that is how we find our joy, even through grief. Party on, friends.